All right, welcome back. We are moving on from thinking about 2023, and although there are many, many more lessons, and I think we did a a list of how many changes there were, and there probably did you count them? There probably were like 20, more than 20, maybe 30. I mean, between all of us, it's just crazy how many new things there were and how many... And pretty major things. Yeah, not like they were all simple. <laughs> there were some pretty major things. So there was just... 2023 was kind of a bear of a year. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the first question in thinking about 2024, so do you, do you feel like 2024 has the potential to be a little more stable, would you say, Chloe? More stables in 2023 for sure, but there's still going to be a lot of moving around and a lot of uncertainty for me because I'm going into my second semester, so that's not going to be anything crazy. But then we're having a missions trip in the summer, and then I'm going to be on tour again. So it's not necessarily change because I've done this before, but at the same time, it's not like you're just sitting doing nothing. Right. Maybe that's good. Well, that's probably good, but it's still going to be a crazy year. A lot of that's in the summer, though. So you'll have spring semester and fall semester, which should be pretty normal. You kind of have an idea of how that goes. And then you cram a lot of travel into the summer. Yeah, the summer, I'm expecting the summer to be pretty insane. (laughs) That's good. It should be that way. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Susan? 2024, as you think forward, is there anything that stands out as this is coming or... I think it should be a lot more stable. You're getting used to your role. How do you well, think about it? Yeah. I mean, with elderly people, anything could happen at any time and change the whole such circumstance. So I don't. it's hard to know. I guess the biggest thing would be if Melody goes off to college as well in the fall, then it would mean there's no kids at home. So that would be kind of a big change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the biggest one that we have that we know at least is a potential so that would change your home life quite a bit. Yeah, that's kind of a hard one because she adds a lot because she's very helpful. Right. You're saying I don't add but. anything. <laughs> if you compare me and Melody, you know, in the kitchen, oh, let's just think kitchen. Okay. <laughs> and laundry. <laughs> and cleaning. Of course, when she leaves, too, then that means we have to take care of the dogs by ourselves, which that's kind of a big deal, too. Yeah. Yeah, so Chloe, uh, Melody, if she leaves in the fall, then that will definitely change some things. Yeah, for me, thinking about 2024, um, I'm just getting started. So I, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, you can correct me if you don't feel this way. I feel like both of you, particularly as we got into the fall, began to kind of figure out, okay, this is what the new normal for now is with at school or taking care of your mom. And I feel like for me, I had a normal for the fall, but it's not the normal that the spring will be. So I don't think there was anything consistently that I did last year that carries into the future. <laughs> so I'm still going into the new, um, new work, new ministry, kind of a new schedule, figure out what the routine is like. So I think I still have some transition to go through in the spring, at least, to figure out what I'm supposed to be, (laughs) Mm -hmm. how I'm supposed to be figuring this out. But 
there were some hints. You know, I, I did, was able to do some things with the new ministry, but just not very much. Hmm. Going forward into 2024, you've had a semester of college now. What are you looking forward to for your next semester? Well, I'm looking forward to it not being all strange as soon as I get there. Because the start of the fall semester was just like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anybody here. But going back in the spring, I'm looking forward to meeting all my people that I know, getting back to my church. I'm looking forward to church a lot. I liked mine. But um, I guess there's some classes I'm looking forward to, some that are more degree-specific rather than general education or just normal Bible classes. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but... Um, yeah. What do you think, Susan? Anything looking at the next six months or so that you're really looking forward to? You think this is going to be good? Mm. <laughs> I'm still in the let's take this one day at a time <laughs> mode, so I'm not looking too far ahead. <laughs> yes, I can understand that. And yours has the potential to change drastically quickly. So I think for me, I'm looking forward to more consistency in relationships. That's a big part of the last year. Once we did get back to the States, then most of my fall was spent, you know, in a different church every week and with a different group of people, even during the week when I was traveling. And I spent so many weeks on the road with the nine and 10 day trips with different people mm-hmm. that there just wasn't any consistency. So you feel like I, I tried really, really hard. So I had four or five guys that I tried to consistently meet every month. I was really trying to do that. I didn't quite succeed, but I'm hoping and kind of envision that this next year, that's the thing that'll be a lot better. There'll be some consistency in relationships, both here locally, but also in the state of Wisconsin and and a little bit in Iowa and Minnesota to, to build relationships and have some consistency in that. And I think that's maybe what I missed the most most last year because in Japan I had you know the men's group met every Saturday and had certain people that you just you see consistently and you're able to build into their life but also have those good conversations I feel like that's the thing that's been missing even though we we have a church here that we go to I feel like well I've just not been there a lot <laughs> so I know some of the people because they've supported us for a long time but I haven't had the, the time to build better relationships. So I'm looking forward to that. What about the other side? Is there anything that you're not looking forward to in the, like the spring semester? Well, all of my classes, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I every single day have a class at 7 a.m. Not looking forward to that. <laughs> Other than that, I don't think there's anything really big. And snow. I'm not looking forward to driving to church in snow. It might, I might be driving the church van to shuttle everybody because I'm the only one of us who's old enough to do that. And I'm not comfortable driving in the snow or driving a large vehicle. So we shall see how that goes. Win-win. New <laughs> lose, skills. Lose-lose for everyone else driving with me. <laughs> they can work on their prayer life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm helping them out. <laughs> What do you think, Susan, anything in this next six months or so that you're not looking forward to or that you anticipate this is not going to be 
super fun? Well, I need to find a dentist for all of the family. And I've already had to find doctors for this and a doctor for that. And it's like so tiring to have to find all new everything. Since we haven't been here, we don't have any records in America. So it's just like you're starting from scratch and it's like, oh, I don't, I don't look forward to that. Yeah. But once you get that done, then yes. yeah, step at a time. I think what I'm not looking forward to is the, the new life has a lot more travel in it than life in Japan did. You know, this last year was crazy with the amount of traveling and next year should be better than that. But it's way more than Japan. And I'm not, I think some people just love traveling. I don't just love traveling. I would rather stay close to home and do things with people consistently around home. But that's not part of what God has for me at the moment. So <laughs> looking for the, the good in that. Well, how does Cameron moving to Iowa and being somewhat near, does that change your next year at all, do you think? Any idea how it might? Um, I don't know. It might depend on how much we get together because I could see it going either of two ways. Either we don't really see each other at all, particularly if he chooses a different church. If we go to the same church, then we'll see each other every week. But the the group is big enough that we wouldn't interact that much, particularly because I usually talk to the girls and he would probably talk to the guys. Or we could meet up a lot. You know, we could get together and practice music together. And I could see it going either way, or it might depend on how busy either of us are. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming during midterms and stuff, I won't see him a whole lot, but it might change a little bit. I mean, it'll be nice to have some of my family a little bit closer to just, I probably could go over and see him. He couldn't see me since I'm in the dorm, but go hang out in his room and just talk or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that might be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and the small group that you go to actually meets in the house that he's staying in, right? Yeah, they take turns which house, okay. but a and lot of the time it's in their house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be kind of neat, if, particularly if he's there and part of that. Although I'm not sure when it meets. I'm thinking that his work and school schedule yeah. might make his life different than it's, yours. Yeah. I don't know what, and that's the other thing is I just don't know what his schedule is going to look like. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely be the more flexible of the two of us. Mm -hmm. hmm. Have you thought very much about how not having Cameron here changes next year for you, Susan? <laughs> a lot less food preparation. And we save a couple hundred buy. dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's he was kind of on his own track with working and doing school online, so I didn't see a lot of him anyway. But you know, just knowing he's close by was kind of nice. But and where he is now is just all new for him, and he's facing what you faced, you know, last semester or maybe worse. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think have a better prayer life. <laughs> yeah. I think it is interesting, you know, because before I left too, I was kind of the same thing where I wasn't hanging out with you guys quite as much, but I was there and you guys were there. So if I need something, all I got to do is go knock on your door or go downstairs to the kitchen and be like, Hey mom, I need to ask you about whatever. Or 
So then switching from you're there, I can ask you anytime, just really quick while we're eating lunch or whatever, to, okay, now I have to call them and I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they can call. So I know dad's gotten lots of frantic texts. texts. Can I call you? Mm-hmm. And I talk to him more than I talk to mom just because I need things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With uh, Cameron being gone, uh, it does change our home dynamic a little bit. Melly here, and she's more self-sufficient in some ways. Um, and she's ready to, in many ways, to take the next steps, but maybe in some ways not. How, I guess it's a question for Susan, and then we can ask Chloe, but how prepared do you think, or how, how well did we do at preparing our kids to leave? How do you think? Mm. <laughs> Well, in some ways, not well. I think my it's my fault because I tend to I my uh, gift is to serve and do things for people, which doesn't help them to learn how to do things, or it doesn't force them to, you know, cook or <clears throat> do their own laundry or things like that. So I'm happy to do those things for them. So in that respect, I think I might have done them a disservice, but. Um, on the other hand, like spiritually, I feel like uh, I know you've inputted a lot and I feel like we've maybe set them up in a good place for being ready to face um, and to make a plan kind of for the next steps. And so in that respect, I feel like we have done a good job. And part of it, I think you just can't really prepare anybody for being an adult. You just have to go and start it and it's painful at first, but, you know, you learn and grow and hopefully don't fall apart. <laughs> I think there are lots of, you know, things that we can do or tried to do to prepare them. My, my goal was to prepare them to be the right person, not necessarily all the details. You know, it's, you realize, you know, they didn't learn a whole lot about putting gas in the car or uh, those kind of things. Well, it's changed within the last year. Too. Right, and that's in a different country is different too. Um, but my goal was never to worry about the details because a lot of that you just can figure out. You can ask somebody who's there. Mm-hmm. That's a simple thing. But my main concern is always that they would be the right person. Because you can teach all those details and have them just be horrible people. And that would be a failure from my standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I tried to give good things to think about, good uh, things to read, to think about you know, your relationship with God and other people. And that's more important than do you know how to use the laundry machine at every place you're ever going to live? I mean, I don't know that I ever learned that. <laughs> but you can learn those things. You know, there are manuals. You can... Mm-hmm. All the details of life you figure out depending on where you are and who you're with and all that kind of stuff. And if you have the right attitude, those things shouldn't be super stressful. It's always my, my view is like, well, yeah, you don't know how to do that. You can figure it out. Ask somebody. That's not a big deal. But if you're the wrong person, then I don't care how good you can do those things. And that's kind of, I would feel that I had failed. <laughs> but So how, how well do you think you were prepared for going off on your own? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same things. You guys were saying just I don't feel like I knew a lot of I still don't feel like I know how to survive alone as an adult. Like there's a lot of stuff I just don't know, you know, 
stuff like taxes, stuff like, well, what do you do if this happens to your car? I mean, other than just take it to the car shop and go, help! But, you know, just little stuff or big stuff about living in America, living as an adult anywhere. It's just I don't know. But at the same time, like, I've seen you guys just living, so I feel like you've given us standards that other people don't have. We have really low standards for, like, life. I like, you know, our living space or how good of a car we have. Like, other people that I've noticed, like, in college, they want to have nice stuff. Like, I don't really care if I have nice stuff, necessarily. So certain things about that just makes it easier because I'm not expecting things to be perfect and not having an unrealistic expectation for a lot of parts of life is really helpful. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, this life isn't supposed to be perfect and I'm not entitled to have everything exactly the way that I want it, which I feel like is a big step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And if you have that in mind, then it's easier to deal with things that come up because you're like, well, okay, this is not an ideal, but you know, I'm not gonna die, this is fine. And then, like you said, we're also able to ask people around us and be like, hey, I don't know how to do this. And I still call you guys a lot, you know. I call mom and be like, hey, can I wash this? Or, you know, how, does my, how am I supposed to do that? Or, so you guys are still available for us to ask questions. And you're always happy to answer questions that we have about things. So I'm not sure if that answered the question. but well, Another part of that is, you know, I've always tried to encourage you guys, you have to find a good church family. I think that helps a lot because there are people in your church family that can help you with some of those practical details when somebody else is not there. And some of those things, there's no way we could have taught you from Japan. (laughs) Things are done differently there. So you would probably find it easier to live in Japan than America. (laughs) But, you know, we're here. So it's very similar to, I think, a lot of missionaries, a lot of Americans, particularly American missionaries, go to other countries and have certain expectations for how they're going to live and what they're going to do. And they carry that with them and they're, they're disappointed and they struggle because it doesn't match their expectations. And I think that's where I, we wanted to help you guys to have the right view of expectations. I mean, there's not a lot. You, don't, you shouldn't have high expectations. You should go forward. And say, I don't know, but I will figure it out. You know, God will give us what we need. He'll give us the resources we need. We'll find out what they are at the time. They may not be the resources that we think we're going to need. I I was just reading a book um, on church planning, actually, and this guy said very clearly he felt that God had called uh, him and a small group to go to this one area to start a church. And have the expectations that most people have, well, you need the building and you need all these kind of things, and whether you rent or buy or, you know, what are all these options. And they couldn't find anybody that would rent to them like a, a decent building like to rent for a month at a time where they could use it full time. So they started looking for just anywhere they could rent a room once a week. They couldn't find that. And they finally found like a Chinese restaurant or something like that that was going to rent to them only Sunday mornings for like two hours. But then two weeks before they were going to have their first uh, meeting there, they tell them they couldn't use it. So this church actually started 
outside under a tree. <laughs> and the guy said, you know, slowly all their expectations were forced to change. Did God really call us to do this? They had to be creative and say, well, if God did call us, then he's given us what we need. So what do we actually need? And they were coming down, so well, we actually only need people who are willing to meet. <laughs> and they were in a time of year and a place where it was realistic for them to meet outside. They said, well, let's start and see what resources God gives us when we're together with the first people. Because they're starting the beginning looking just with that handful of people who, you know, they have their contacts and their resources. But when they have more people getting together, then you have all their contacts and resources. So they eventually found somewhere. I actually heard of a, the same kind of story. A, a church started in Tokyo, and it started uh, in a park in Tokyo outside, and it was raining the first day, so they had to use umbrellas. And for a summer, because Tokyo would not be a place year-round outside would not do well, but for the summer, they met for about a month and a half outside while they were figuring out where to go and what to do. And, you know, by the time the fall was getting there and it was starting to get where we got to do something else. They had to use umbrellas several times, <laughs> but they found the place. Um, God gave them what they needed, and God also gave them a story, and I think that's what's interesting in both those things, and I emphasize that by not getting what we expected, God was bigger in our story than we were, and I think that's a valuable thing for us to recognize. We'd, we didn't choose all the things that went through our lives in 2023, but God did. And it's his story of him moving us and growing us. So if we only learned one lesson for 2024, I think that would be the good lesson that uh, God's doing something and he's invited us to go with him. So what's my part in what God's doing? Who are the people that God's going to bring into my life this year? So probably all of us will meet new people this year. Well, how are we going to view them? You know, are we going to be so distraught over our unmet expectations <laughs> and the things that we're not happy with that we overlook them or don't have time for them? Or are we going to recognize that God did a lot of things in our life to bring us to this point? You know, he had to do a lot to get me here. He had to do a lot to bring this other person here. We don't know their story yet, but God had to do a lot to bring them to this place. So how does God want this relationship to glorify Him? Um, you know, I think as we think about 2024, that should be part of our thinking. Like all of 2023 was in some ways, we just say it's like a train wreck. <laughs> it's like all this stuff. We wouldn't have asked for any of that. But we're still here. We have all that we need. We have learned some really cool lessons. I think we've all been able to have good conversations with different people. God has put us in different places for ministry. God did a lot in 2023. And we had this list of 30 or so changes in our life, but there are 30 things that God brought in. And then I think 2024, in some aspects, is has more potential because of 2023 and the lessons that we learn and the lessons that we can share with other people. So to share that, like Chloe's talking about with learning to have low expectations for a lot of the things that don't really matter, but have high expectations for the things that do. 
And I think that's a, a worthwhile lesson for everybody. But a lot of young people don't know that. They have high expectations for things that are not important at all and no expectations at all for their relationship with God. Okay, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, as we do think about 2024, there probably are some lessons that we haven't recognized yet, but we, will, we are different people because of all of the challenges and unmet expectations and the times we're forced to rely on God in the last year. What do you guys think? You know, as you approach 2024, can you see how 2023 set you up to be uh, going forward? I think for me, it's helpful to know, just like when we were in Japan, that, you know, we can endure whatever happens because we know God wants us here. And I feel that same sense of security or whatever in being here now because it's that same deal. Like, if I didn't know God wanted me to be here, I would be discontent or I'd be, like, questioning and, you know, upset. But when you know, hey, this is what... God has planned for you, like from the beginning of time, Ephesians 2.10, you know, God has already prepared the good works that he has for you. And that gives a lot of peace and understanding that if God wants me here, he will enable me to endure and do it with joy and thankfulness, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think, Chloe. Yeah, there's a lot of change, but... It was all good, and it got us to where we are today. And I'm sure God had a reason for all of it, even if we don't necessarily know why. Well, as a songwriter, you should have lots of fodder for new songs, I would think. (laughs) Well, I've been writing lots of songs about change (laughs) and the future being unknown. And (laughs) wrote a song the other day that Cameron was listening to and Mom was listening to and made some people cry and... (laughs) About moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of the lesson, I think. We can't live in the past. You know, I don't know if or when we'll be able to go back to Japan. And that may never happen. We'd love to. I'm planning to. <laughs> but I've also learned that my plans don't really matter. <laughs> I don't get to plan uh, and do what I want. So understanding that, how do we take that uncertainty and say, oh, I'm going to go forward wherever God takes me and not just forward grudgingly and trudging on saying, well, I guess I can suffer through whatever hardship God brings, but to go through with joy and say, you know what? God is doing a work in me. God is doing a work in us to perfect us and make us like Christ. Uh, he's doing a work That should lead to us being joyful. That should lead to us being thankful. Uh, That should lead to us being able to influence others toward Him. That our relationship should be different because we have found joy in Christ. Because we've learned to trust God in many different situations. I mean, that should impact everything that we do going forward. Thanks for joining us today. This has been Run With Horses, the last show of 2023. Next year, next week, we'll be returning to thinking about discipleship and what it means to be a follower of Christ in the new year. Whatever you do, keep running.